With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply. Not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Astros Baseball. On this episode, we're going to go over the Astros and Mets series. Talk about Tuesday's game. Wednesday's game, then Tom and I are going to give you our players of the series. Plus, we're going to look and talk a little bit about the one game that we have tomorrow against the Yankees. And then five all new fair fouls. But first, let me bring in Tom. What's up, buddy? Good evening, sir. How you doing? I'm I'm doing good now that I'm home. I mean, I I let a secret out of the bag earlier when I told you I hated my job, but I really, really, I really <laughs> see. Here's the deal. My job is not supposed to be physical, but there's so many people gone that it is physical. And I don't know. I'm just not. I, I did the physical thing for seven years and I'm not supposed to be doing it. And I do it every day because so many people are gone. How is it at your work? Is there is you have a lot of people out? No, I mean, not right not right this moment. I know like uh, the end of the week, because Monday is a holiday, uh, I know tomorrow and Friday people are going to disappear. I may disappear myself Friday. Uh, we're kind of uh, ahead of schedule and some stuff we're working on. Uh, I'm, the, I'm like you. I, I got away from the physical to now we're more technical. I mean, I'm still hands-on, but um, definitely not, you know, the back-breaking labor I was used to. Yeah, I'm not used to it either. That's why it's killing me. <laughs> but anyway, you said something. Oh, Friday. I'm I'm off Friday. And me and the wife are headed to Houston to watch the Astros and the Angels. It's like I just picked the day because of my work schedule, and it just happens to be the Angels once again. And uh I don't know. I'd like to see a different team, but they only play the seems like they only play the AO West on the weekends. But anyway, let's go to some news. See what order we want to go in. We got Brandon Bielak got sent back to Sugarland, and they recalled Anoli Paredes, and we will definitely talk about him and his first attempt back with the Astros. Michael Brantley, remember last podcast we talked about him being hurt? They put him on the 10-day injured list, and crazy. They recalled Chaz McCormick, who was gone for a day. Is that nuts or what? He hadn't even left town. He was still in New York when they recalled him. I guess, I don't know if he was trying to leave or they kind of knew what was up, but yeah, they said he was still there. I guess he wasn't gone, but I mean, he was off the, off the 26 man roster and he wasn't even gone. He still, he was still, he'll sit. He still had his clothes in the locker, I guess. So, but the big news today besides winning was Alvarez and Pena colliding in the outfield in the eighth inning. Here's some news I got from it. Uh, they're both being evaluated for concussions. Alvarez was carted off. And then Pena, uh, he got Pena's left arm to his face. And what's crazy about that is he looked like he was really hurt, but there's a steel pitcher somebody posted, 
and Payne is airborne. Did you see any of that? Yeah, I watched the highlights. I was listening to the game on the radio, and then I had to like look it up on Twitter um, where they kind of slowed it down a little bit. I mean, I, I, I was listening to the radio broadcast, and Sparks was kind of like they weren't going full board each other. They were just like collided, so they were hoping it was just like, you know, got the wind knocked out. Uh, there's some big dudes. So, you know, Pena's definitely uh, put together and, and Alvarez is definitely a big guy. So I'm glad that they both, you know, got up kind of, you know, I, I read that Alvarez walked off on his own power into the locker room. And I mean, Pena wanted to stay in the game. So I think they're going to be fine. What what I read is they both wanted to stay in the game, but they carted Alvarez off because he took the forearm to the face and did you see the clip where the guy punched it in the cart to wheel him off and he almost knocked him off the back of it? I mean, when you take advantage of your team, of their team like that, you know, Jordana did plenty of damage against the Mets. So I imagine the cart guy wasn't too happy with him. Uh, Dusty said they, he doesn't want to jump to conclusions yet, but it looked bad. Uh, like you said, Payne is okay. He wanted to stay in the game and neither one of these guys were allowed to talk to the media, we got the Yankees tomorrow, buddy. Are these guys going to be there? What What is your opinion? So uh, Verlander and his postgame presser, they asked him about it, and he said that the reason Pena couldn't stay in the game was because of mouth laceration. So that makes me think he's got a shot of playing. Dusty being Dusty, if there's any possibility that Jordan has any kind of fuzz going on, you know, any cobwebs, he's not going to play. So as much as I hate that, as much as it pains me, um, we already know we're not getting the pitching matchup we thought we were. Now we're going to be missing, you know, a key cog. So I'm excited, but I'm not really excited. Well, what's the timetable on just, you know, uh, figuring out if a guy has a concussion or not? Is it right away? I don't know. I don't, I don't know how the concussion protocols are in MLB. I mean, I know football, you know, they have to like pass the battery of tests. And then, yes, they can play. No, they can't play. I know basketball, there's protocols, too, where they kind of like sit them down forever along. So it'll be interesting to see what they say. All right, so let's get into these games, buddy. We got Framber and JV definitely our two best pitchers right now, and that's not counting McCullers because he's not in. Two amazing pitching performances, uh, but the Astros – Remind me of this when we get finished, but do you remember when, when I pointed out those stats when the Astros score eight or more runs the next game, they can't score, and the <laughs> record was like two and nine? I'm at work all day, and I, I get my alerts on my watch, and I'm not getting anything, nothing. And I'm like, what's going on with the game? And then I finally get one that says that the Mets changed pitchers. And I got another one that said the Mets change pitchers. And then I don't want to spoil the podcast. So we'll tell you what the last one said. All right. But anyway, Bregman had an RBI single in the top of the first. Pena scored one to zero. Buddy, Alex Bregman, he's getting there, isn't he? Absolutely. Uh, just watch him in the batter's box. He feels more comfortable. He's starting to shoot the ball the other way. That's when, you know, he's seeing it real good. He's letting it get in deep. And uh, he's been really hot. I think he's batting over 300 for the month of June. Kyle Tucker had a three-run homer, and the Astros were rolling. They were up four to zero after one. 
In the top of the fourth, Myers had an RBI single or up five to zero. And the top of the fifth, the Cubans went at it with a couple of uh, two-run homers. Jordan with his 23rd homer made it seven to zero. And Yuli had a two-run homer of his own. Nine to zero. We were rolling. And now let's get to the ninth inning, Anoli Paredes. We both said that the issue he has is command. And he he gave up two hits and he walked two guys. I mean, what's what's up with Anoli Paredes? Uh, so in 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 my personal opinion, I'm no baseball player. I've never pitched or anything like that. But it just it looks like he's lost the trust, like you know, like a like a like a confidence thing, right? When he throws his fastball, it feels like he guides it. When it seems to ride up, it doesn't look like he's like driving the ball to the spot as a most as as opposed to just trying to just get it over. And uh, he threw a ton of fastballs. Like you didn't see very much off speed stuff because he just didn't trust. And I think you know it's a good thing it was a nine zero because you didn't have to worry about him like being high leverage, but. He's got to find some 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 confidence in some of these pitches to be able to pitch at the big league level because the stuff is there. Yeah. How how, how many? Well, how I was going to say how many chances do you think he's going to get? But how how short is the leash going to be with this guy? He can't go in every time and walk two guys. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. I think really it's going to depend on you know what his next start looks like, what his next bullpen looks like. I mean, we have we've definitely got options in AAA yeah. if you know they don't feel comfortable with it, but they got to find somebody they can trust because the bullpen's been worked. It was it was definitely the perfect chance to get him in there. You know, here like you've got all the confidence in the world. We're you're up nine to zero, no pressure. But I don't know. But uh, anyway, Jordan went three for three. He walked a couple times. He was on base five times, and. Uh, Bregman went three for five, Uli two for four, Jake two for four, and Tucker had that three-run homer. Uh, the Mets, they were trying – you know, you mentioned it on the last episode that they're pitching around him. I guess he got a hit the first time around. The second time they walked him, and then it seemed like when they switched to that lefty that he was trying to walk him. You know, he was throwing the balls way outside, and then he just put one a little too close, and Jordan smoked it. Yeah, I think teams are getting smart. You know, it's it's that lineup. I mean, there there are some holes right now, or at least they're not hitting to their potential. But Jordan is the guy, right? Like, you just really can't. He's seeing the ball so well. He's not afraid to take it the other way. And, I mean, if you make a mistake, you know, over the heart of the plate, he hits it a ton. So teams are starting to realize, you know what, it's better to put him on. Dusty kind of messed with the uh, lineup a little, right? He put Pena a second. Oh, I, I think that's their, their death lineup. I think that's the perfect lineup. Something about the ability to have two guys at the top of the order that can steal bags like Tuve and Pena, and then you you hide Bregman, or not hide, but protect Bregman in between Jordan and Tuck. And, I mean, you saw it. You know, nine runs came quick. Yeah. Plus, Bregman went two for five. But uh, the thing I noticed about it is uh, – after Jordan came up, you know, Tucker wasn't up. And I was like, whoa, where's Damage Inc.? You know, but uh, I like it. I, I mean, I always, I mean, I, I, you could go back and listen to the shows, but I think I said it a long time ago that pain you should be hitting, hitting too. Uh, but anyway, let's get into today's game, which was very early. I mean, 12 o'clock for a weekday game seems pretty early to me. 
Uh, JV. Oh, well, did I even say what Framber did? Eight innings, six hits, no runs. Two walks and five strikeouts. He is now eight and three. We skip uh, straight to Paredes. But anyway, JV, what a game. What a game. He went eight innings, two hits, no runs, a walk, and six strikeouts. ERA at 2.03. First pitcher to 10 wins. JV, I mean, what can we say? He's just amazing. Absolutely. He's definitely, you know, found his stride. I mean, he's now pitching on four days rest, which that was like the last hurdle coming back off of Tommy John. And you just see it. He had the the first inning. He struggled, you know, got some base runners or whatever, and then absolutely destroyed them through innings two, three, and four. I think he got like six, uh, six, six outs with like 16 pitches. So just his ability to be able to adapt and then the 10 wins. What more can you say about JV? So the Astros threatened a couple of times in the uh, fourth inning. They had two on with no outs. They had a double play to end that inning in the top of the seventh. They had two on with two outs. And then top of the eighth, they had two on with one out. So they had plenty of opportunity that you can't see through an Apple watch while you're trying to do your job. (laughs) But top of the ninth, Jason Castro, two run homer. I was excited. I'm excited for him. I'm excited for the Astros. It was just so cool that he finally, this is what he did last year, but he's, he's unable to repeat the success from last year, but that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Again, I was listening to the radio broadcast and and Sparky was really adamant that, you know, Castro had had graded bats all day before the Homer. He was starting to see the ball. Well, you know, good, good swings. And then he just absolutely put a charge in a one. And uh, it was a no-doubter. Yeah, Castro went two for four today with two RBIs. Bregman, one for four. His uh, batting average is up to 241. And Tucker, one for three. His average is up to 256. And the reason I pointed those guys out is because they were the ones struggling, hitting under 200. So they're they're getting there. I, I really, I really, you know, I wasn't ever worried about Tucker because he had the bad luck like he always has, but. Bregman's getting there, buddy. 241. He had, what, four hits this series. Pretty good. The Astros had two runs on seven hits. Mets had no runs on two hits. JV just dominated them. And uh, Presley came in and pitched the ninth inning. Got save number 16. He had a strikeout. And it's kind of cool, but JV, when he left the game, I guess he wasn't officially out of the game until Presley came in. But he, there was no score until uh, uh, Jason Castro. But he did get the win, 10 wins. Uh, Presley got the save, which is pretty awesome. Uh, the Astros were 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position. And they left 7 on base. But Jason Castro wins it in the ninth. And uh, the Mets were 0 for 3 with runners in scoring position. Is what? What is this? If, if you look at a game like this, I mean, it was exciting for me because, like, nothing was happening, and then I get the alert. But what if this is a game you go to? It has an amazing ending, right, if it, if it would have been the bottom of the ninth in Houston? Yeah, I mean, for me, I think it's uh, it was a great game if you're a baseball aficionado, right? Two good pitchers going in there. Uh, Taiwan Walker pitched really well. He, you know, kept the ball on the ground. I mean, he was he was he went deep too. I think he went seven innings, and then JV, you know, very crafty. But um, 
you spoke about JV coming out of the game or whatever. There was a clip when Castro hit his homer. Man, JV's jumping up and down. He's high fiving. Talk about the you know a, a true ball player. He was totally engaged. You know, some pitchers tend to like, all right, my work's done. I'm gonna go sit in the corner. Not JV. He was on the top rung. You know, totally into it. You know, a lot of the so-called experts they talk about how meaningless wins are for pitchers. You know, as far as stats go. But they're not meaningless for real. I mean, these guys want to get that W. They they want to get 30 wins or whatever. I don't think anybody gets 30 wins anymore. But, I mean, he wanted that win. I, mean, I know he wanted the team to win as well. So, uh, I think he's just excited that Castro got the, got the score and then Presley held it down to get him to win. Uh, who are your – you got anything to add before we, we go to our players of the series? No, no, I think you tied it up real well. All right. With a bow tie. Who is your pitcher? We have two, right? There's two. It's you gotta you gotta go with Framber's eight innings and no runs, or you gotta go with JV's eight innings and no runs. The difference is Framber had six hits, JV had two hits. Framber walked two guys. JV walked one guy. Framber had five strikeouts. JV had six. I vote JV. Very close, but I give it to JV. Yeah, I feel like you got to vote JV. I mean, he didn't have the run support. I feel like, and, and Framber won't agree to this or whatever, but you know, it's it's a different mentality when you've got you know run support. You can you can be a little bit more aggressive. You know, for JV to go eight innings a zero zero game and have to and you know kind of know, hey, I got to do this. I got to keep this team in this game. Uh, it's got to be him for me. Yeah, I totally agree. Like when you started talking about that, I was thinking, you know what? JV's pitching and not allowing anything, but his team isn't giving him anything. And uh, I thought it was, it's still kind of amazing that Framber didn't allow any runs, even though they were destroying him. Like you said, he, he's a little more free to, to get in the zone. And if something happens, oh, well, you know, we're winning nine to zero. So, yeah. All right, who do you have as a, a – I called it a hitter last time. What do you want to call it? Offensive player? I like hitter. It's fine, right? Hitter works for me. But what if they do stuff defensively, like a, a good shortstop play? <laughs> well, it's, it's pitcher and position player? Okay, I, we'll do that. That works. That works. I was right. I was just about to say, you know, I was debating between Tucker because he'd been stealing bags. The guy's got 15 home runs and 14 stolen bags. He's got a legit opportunity to be a 30-30 guy. I can't remember the last time the Dude. Astros had a 30-30 guy. So I saw that on the broadcast, and I was thinking, what a perfect fair foul. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have it, but let's discuss it. I, I think he's going to get it. Oh, me too. I mean, I don't, I, I don't see any reason why he won't stop running and stealing at the clip that he is. And, I mean, I feel like the homers, you get one you know, every three, four days or whatever. So, yeah, I, I totally see him doing it. The stolen base percentage is what's impressive. He's probably got thrown out two or three times in the last two years, something like that. Something amazing. He's really good at stealing bases. Yeah, he's got, I I think he's got like deceptive speed, right? Even in the outfield, it doesn't seem like he moves very fast, but he's always in a really good position. Yeah. All right. So who do you have as your offensive player? Did you go with Tucker? No, no, I'm going to go with Bregman. Uh, I feel like I need, I need it for Bregman. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> I feel like Tucker's fine. I need Bregman to be that guy because that lineup, when they scored those nine runs, he was in the middle of all of it. And I think it's so important for him to move guys, you know, or, or move it down the line. He said in the last couple of post games, his biggest thing is to get on base in front of Jorvan Alvarez. So now, you know, if, if they stay with the lineup or if they don't, you know, him, him just moving the line along is so key. It's so critical. I, I really like that Dusty finally moved him because it's like, okay, you're Alex Bregman, but you don't have to, to be in the two hole forever. Let's move you around. Let's help things out. Uh, did they do the same thing today? I guess so, but it just, they just didn't score. Yeah, I, I really feel like this move was more about Brantley and less about Bregman. Mm. But I think with Dusty seeing it, it might be hard not to do it again. So one thing I want to point out as well, like the Astros won all four games against the Mets. and But they've got Jacob deGrom and Scherzer, and we didn't even face either one of those guys. They're both hurt, right? Correct. And yeah. I mean, obviously, it probably would have been a different story. Oh, yeah. You know, those guys are elite. But the one thing I'll take away from it is that they, they got it done. They finished the deal. Today was a perfect example of a game they probably should have lost, but they went ahead and got that win. Yeah, great dominating performance by JV, who rarely gets run support for Amber Valdez. Uh, I guess the guys thought Urquidy uh, was pitching. That's my <laughs> old joke. But my offensive slash hitter of the series, I'm giving it to Jason Castro, buddy. He went two for four in his only start, and he had a game-winning home run in the ninth inning. Can't beat that. I, I agree. I, I hope he keeps it going. I, it's going to be one of those things like I, I know that like I, I saw some of the Astros Twitter commentary, whatever, and, you know, very supportive, but they're like, I need more. So if he can't reproduce this, people are going to come from again. So tomorrow the Astro, I didn't get the standings, but you know, whatever uh, the uh, they play the, I, th- I think maybe I thought everybody was playing. I don't know why I didn't get it, but uh, if if you if you really tune into the podcast to hear that, I'm sorry. Uh, but tomorrow it's Garcia against Severino. So even if JV would have pitched, it wasn't going to be Garrett Cole. So totally missed out on that. And then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday against the Angels, and both uh, all three games say to be determined. So only thing we know is is uh, Luis Garcia against Severino. Who wins this, buddy? Who wins this game? I get. I think it depends on if Alvarez plays. I think he's going to play a big role in this because we already don't have Brantley. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that you know if Pena can play, that will help. I really feel like Dusty's going to sit them both because that's a Dusty thing to do. That's just my mm. opinion. Uh, it is a Dusty sit- thing to do. <laughs> Severino's really good. He's been really good as of late. Uh, he's on my fantasy roster, so I, that's that's how I know that. And uh, they're going to struggle to find offense. Uh, the Yankees went and they beat up on Oakland. They swept them. So, and they scored a ton of runs doing it. So they're going to come in hot bats, that kind of thing. I hope I'm wrong. I'd like to be wrong, but I just, I don't know. It just, it seems like the Yankees are going to have a lot in their favor. Hmm. Well, I'd really like to go to that game. And it's at a weird time too, isn't it? Five fifteen, I believe it is. Weird. Yeah, very, very weird. All right. You ready to do five new fair fouls, buddy? Well, real quick, I'll add. Whoa, whoa. Okay. All right. Go. (laughs) The the Astros are now percentage points better than the Mets. So they have the second best record in baseball. 
and uh, they're 11 games ahead of the Texas Rangers because the Angels lost last night. What about Oakland? Every Remember I said every episode it's a game. Is it 22 yet? They lost three in a row, so it's got to be more than that. <sighs> you got to find it. But anyway, thanks for, thanks for doing that because I don't know if you guys could tell, but my throat was getting a little dry and it allowed me to get a drink. Perfect segue. All right, let's go to fair or foul. We'll be right back, folks. All right, we are back. All right, number one, I think these topics may spark some debate or maybe not some debate, but maybe some ranting. It's going to do something, so this could go a while. Number one, fair or foul, politics on Twitter. (laughs) I try really hard to curate my Twitter, like very, very, very curated to reduce all the politics out of it. I just don't use it for that. You know, I don't watch the news for it a lot of the time. Like it's really depressing what's going on politically wise in the country. So I just don't do it. So it's, it's a hundred percent foul for me. I don't do it. And I hate it. I hate it. Um, It's just our, our, uh, I think our country is so split. It what's weird is that we're Americans. We're all, Americans, but people are talking like us and them, us and them. They're so split. And I don't know if it's like people that are far right and far left. It's not me. I'm not us and I'm not them. I'm an American. And it's just so crazy how different the two sides are. And you have that Roe versus Wade thing that's been talked about forever. And I don't know, buddy. It just, I I think they should have. I think you should be able to like click topics that you don't want to see. You know what I mean? Because I'm here for, I'm, I'm on Twitter for baseball. I don't, I don't want to see that stuff. I mean, go, go to a different place and do it somewhere else. Foul. So you can mute words and, you know, you can right click some things and say, you know, this doesn't interest me. It's just so tough to try to get it all right. Cause I mean, even some of the people that you follow for baseball eventually, you know, dip their toe into those waters and it's just, it's tough. They do. They really do. And I'll tell you this, I'm, I'm more of a right than I am left. I can admit that, but I'm not extreme and I'm not very political, but I watched, I guess my wife had it on. Well, I don't know what I was doing, but she was, I think she was watching the news and then Jimmy Kimmel came on and, some Chelsea Handler guest host. And it was just, you know how they do the monologue at the beginning? It was just nonstop anti-Republican. And it's like, why do they make shows? It's like, if you were a Republican, you would just turn it off because, you know, this show isn't for me. If their if they're, uh, goal is to get as many viewers as they can, why are they, why are they cutting half the people off? Like keep politics, I don't know, just politics is everywhere and I'm so tired of it. Keep it in Washington. All right. Number two, here's another thing I don't like. Trash talking and arguing with other teams' fan bases. Foul. I hate it. So I like I like a little bit of it. I, I I'll be honest. Like I can appreciate their loyalty to their to their team. I can appreciate as long as it's tasteful, you know what I mean? I don't mind trash talk at all as long as it's tasteful. When you want to go at people's, you know, whatever, gender, whatever, 
that that's you know there's certain lines you don't cross i don't i don't have them in front of me but yeah as long as it's tasteful you know i don't mind it like i think it's fun i think it makes you want to you know come looking for that fan later you know i i mean i've got friends from other fan bases you know it's a, i feel like a jab here there's okay as long as you can take it i mean i'm military so we're naturally thick-skinned yeah. we talk a lot of trash anyway so i definitely don't mind a little trash talk well, I need to make a burner account because I don't, <laughs> I, I won't get into it with people because they go to your, and, and you're on here now too, buddy. So you, you got to, you know, take this to heart, but they'll look at your profile. Oh, host of Astros baseball. Let me go give that guy one star. So it, it can backfire sometimes. That's why I don't do it. But I mean, another thing I'm talking about is, is Buster only. I think it was him. It was one of the like the the major MLB writers. He 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 just commented, "Okay, the Astros went six and two in their New York, you know, whatever he called it. I can't remember." And then here it is. Oh, they're two and two against the Yankees, and then you can't beat us, and you can't beat us, and blah 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 blah. It's like yeah, like you can't even make a tweet without people arguing. So I don't I don't. I mean, I can trash talk with the best of them, but I just can't do it because I don't, I don't, I don't want the podcast to pay the price. So I say, I say foul because I don't like looking at it. It's like, why are you guys arguing all the time? But I guess that's why people are on there. All right. Number three, taking pictures of your food. Fair or foul. I say fair. You know, if you follow me on anything, you know, that's fair for me. It's definitely fair for me. I've done it. It's one of those things where if, if I'm trying to, you know, advocate for a restaurant or, you know, somebody's cooking Chipotle, a Chipotle, if I need to, I, I got to <laughs> be able to show y'all, you know, Hey, check out my bowl today. It was, it was perfect. Or, you know, go, go to Kobo's and get those uh, brisket boudin uh, quesadillas, please. Here they are. Like, I'm going to do it. You know what I like about when people take pictures of their food, when they go out to eat at restaurants? Is it gives you ideas. Hey, where's that? Where are you at? You know what I mean? It gives you, oh, let's go there next Saturday. But for me, like my wife is an amazing cook and she, and she's really good at what's it called? Uh, when you put it on a plate, uh, the presentation. Yes. Yes. Present. She's very good at that. And so I take pictures of it and I get to work. When I go to work in the morning, the guys will be like, what'd you eat last night? Like they're very interested in seeing the pictures and of my food. And they're like, dude, it looks like you're eating in a five-star restaurant. (laughs) So I I say fair. It doesn't bother me. I think it's pretty cool. All right. Number four, the Astros and the Yankees will meet in the American League Championship Series. I got to say it's fair. The Yankees are just running away with everything. Um, they're, they're incredibly, uh, getting, getting, they're getting incredibly good pitching from guys that are, have suspect ERAs, uh, you know, they're hitting the ball like crazy. I mean, judge and Stanton take turns hitting home runs. They're going to be tough to beat. You know, they're, they're, they're a well-balanced machine. And I mean, we know what the Astros are. I don't see anybody upsetting that, whether it be somebody stopping the Strohs or somebody stopping the Yankees. I definitely think we're going to be the one and two seed. And if you, I, I can't think of all the matchups off the top of my head, but I think the battle between the other four teams 
Is it how many teams? It's four, right? Four more. I think it's be pretty exciting. Absolutely. I, I think the only thing that's going to be a question is like where where it stacks up. There, I could see a scenario where you know a rivalry, you know, Blue, Blue Jays, Jays and Red Sox. Exactly where something happens, a game gets won somewhere, somebody gets hurt, maybe. So we shall Blue, see. But Blue Jays, Red Sox, Guardians, or and Twins. Something like that. I don't know if the Gardos or the Twins have the pitching, I, but the Blue Jays and the Red Sox, I believe, will have the pitching, or yeah. they'll get it at the trade deadline. All right, so we both agree on that. And number five, Jorts with a J, Jean Shorts. Fair. <laughs> In my younger days, I would have said fair. Now, with some Skechers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the Skechers, but no. now it's foul. I don't even think I own a pair, and if I do, I never wear them. I had a pair of carpenter shorts that I really liked, but I haven't had jean shorts in a long time since the 90s. And my wife wears them, but I, they, the girl, how come girls can still pull it off? It's just not because, fair, is it? Because they can pull off a lot of things that men will never. <laughs> yeah. But for guys, it's like, because we wear them long now. I remember when I was in high school, the girls wore long shorts and the guys wore very high shorts. And now it switched around, but definitely foul on the jorts. Uh, I can't imagine ever wearing denim shorts again, especially the ones that are just, just like jeans, but shorts. No, that no, someday they may come back. Cause I remember being in high school. My, my teacher was talking about bell bottoms and that was the day of super tight legged pants. And I'm like, there's no way it was miss Bishop. I'll never forget it. There's no way bell bottoms will come back. And they did. So don't count jorts out just yet. <laughs> well, I hope they bring carpenter jeans and carpenter. If they're going to bring jorts back, bring the carpenter setup. That that when I was in high school, that was my thing. Like I was all about the little loop, the whole nine carpenter that that little a little room to breathe. Carpenter pants for the stuff. I did. I liked the carpenter shorts. I really liked them. I I did the carpenter shorts, then I did the uh, cargo shorts for a while. And uh, now I do drawstring shorts, no belt, buddy. I'm beltless and I love it. I'm never going back. It is elastic waistband, tie up, stretchy, stretchy, stretchy material. I don't bend very far, but if whatever I, whatever I bend, it goes with me. All right, Tom, do you have a final thought, buddy? Yeah, the one thing I want to say, and I've said it the last couple of shows, is do not stress Astros uh, fans over tomorrow's game. I know the Yankee, like you talked about the back and forth. I know Yankees Twitter is going to go nuts if the Yankees win that game. And right now it looks like the, the, the odds are stacked against this. I would just preach patience. They're going to play two more games in the juice box in July sometime. Let's talk about it after all six games are done. I was going to point something out. And I forgot. It was something about Chaz. Something about Chaz McCormick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Okay. So they get rid of Chaz McCormick. And, th- and this goes to Tuesday's game. They get rid of Chaz. This just blew my mind. And, you know, you can give me your opinion. So they get rid of Chaz McCormick, right? And they keep J.J. Matichevic and Dubon. This is who we're keeping. And then Brantley's out. Chaz comes back and he starts over those two guys. Like you didn't even want this guy. 
and, and he started. Did you find that odd? Yes and no, because I know Dusty was about the flexibility. He ran Altuve at DH, I believe. So I think just in case something happened where somebody had to come out, you know, put a, a, like a late inning swap or something, I think that was the reason. Otherwise, probably Chaz doesn't start. Yeah, it was pretty, to me, it was weird. I was like, why is this guy starting? They, he got rid of him. Kind of blew my mind, but. Like I said, you know, I knew I knew you would know and you would have a proper answer. Not me, but you. All right, folks, I think that's it. We do appreciate you uh, tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. We will see you next time. And if you have a chance, if you're listening on Apple, give us a five star review. We're one away from 160 reviews. And also thanks to everyone that listens on iHeartRadio or whatever it is, iHeartMedia, I never knew. Did you know this, Tom? Number one is Apple Podcasts. That's the most people listen on, or some sort of Apple device. Number two is iHeart. I, I didn't know that. Thanks for listening, iHeart fans. Yeah, I'm a Spotify guy, so that's interesting. Mm. I thought Spotify was number two. That's why I always share it, but now I'm, I'm going to try to share the iHeart. So thanks, iHeart. Thanks, Apple. Everybody else, pick up the pace. All right, thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.